Welcome back to the My Story in 30 podcast. My name is Paige Fong. I'm the Fit for Business lead. And today we have Virgil here with us. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Yeah. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about who you are, your program major? Yes. So my name is Virgil. I'm, I just finished my second year of BTM, Business Technology Management, going into my third year. Um, not sure yet about what I want to minor in yet, but you know, like I, I'm kind of just letting life take me, take me like on that journey of like where it's gonna, where I'm gonna end up really. But yeah, and um, I started out like in first year, like not really knowing like what to do, like how to get involved really, and then like fit for business was really just like eye catching, I think. So then I was I like had an opportunity to be a tennis back leader, then tennis back mentor, and now I'm here. So. Everything's just been going pretty good. Awesome, happy to hear that. Um, so your experience coming in to university, um, you had mentioned that you were obviously quite involved in Fit for Business, being a leader mm-hmm. and a mentor. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to apply to be a TEMPAC leader? So being a leader, I remember from like high school, like I really loved getting involved with like high school life, like with extracurriculars. So I know going into university, one of my biggest things was like, you know, I really wanted to get involved with um, any initiative, um, like even if it was program related or non-program related, and even because I love helping people out. So then um, I think one of, I think I was like going on like Instagram and then just looking around social media and then looking at like Ted Rogers like accounts. So then I was seeing some student trip accounts and then I also saw Fit for Business and then I was just really curious. I was like, oh my goodness, like what is this? And then they're saying, and then there was a post saying, you know, we're hiring for TEPAC leaders. It's like, you know, if you're going into your first year, like you're eligible to be one, like apply through this Google form and everything. And then I read a whole synopsis of it, basically just saying like, you know, you're gonna be responsible for like 40 to 45 students. Um, They're all gonna be first years. So all first years, and you're all gonna have the same classes per semester. So I knew for that, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is actually a really good opportunity for me to, for me to make some friends. And also for these people to make friends too. We're gonna have the same classes. We can like, we can talk about classes, we can talk about like homework, we can talk about midterms and all that stuff. So um, the reason why I wanted to be that TEPAC leader was that I just wanted to be responsible for all these students to like engage with one another because like university is daunting when you like go through it by yourself, especially first year, because that transition, it's, I say this a lot, but like it's, it's like transitioning from like a river to like an ocean and like an ocean's like humongous. So making that transition, it could be scary. So that's why engaging with other students to like not being alone in it, it's just very beneficial. Mm-hmm, definitely. And through being a TED Pack leader, um, what was that experience like for you? Oh my goodness, it was honestly really good. Um, like not only with um, with being responsible for first years who don't know what they're doing, but also being involved in like the TED Pack community. So when I, when I, uh, went to training, which was virtual at the time. Um, I got to meet like a bunch of other tech leaders, and it was fun just engaging with other people who had the same values and interests as me. People who want to transform that particular experience, because that's what FFB is all about, and also people who just like just at the end of the day want to help help people out. So um, it was really fun to just like engage with them and make more friends and stuff. And so, and that was during that summer, and then in September. Um, getting this TED pack and obviously people are like what's a TED pack like what is this because this is very unusual usually so me just like giving a synopsis of it and they're like okay like this is kind of cool like we all have the same classes so like you know first month and it like it was hard for sure because everything was virtual so it's hard for us to meet up in person all of our classes were online Um, so I kind of tried my best to be like you know hey guys like let's like let's have like a Google meet someday let's like talk about like our lives or whatever or let's talk about our week I don't know 
or let's do a movie night. So it's it's just like fun to really like get people engaged virtually, although it wasn't that easy. But like it was still good to like do that. And then once second semester happened, things started going in person. I started seeing more people and saying like, oh hey, like you're my TED Pack leader. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So then like sometimes I just hang out with them one on one. I'll like get coffee with them. I'll go to a class with them. I'll like get lunch with them. So you know like it's it's just really fun. And to this day, a lot of people that are in my like first TED Pack that I was a leader of, they're still my really good friends to this day. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a beautiful thing about TED Packs is like yeah. you all have you all have something in common. You have the same mm -hmm. classes at a minimum, right? Yes. Um, you're able to build that community, build friendships, and then of course gain that leadership experience too. Yeah. It's something yeah. really great. It's a great resource for students to have as well because sure. it's such an easy way for you to also make friends, ask mm -hmm. questions, um, if be directed to resources as well. Yes. Um, yes. So how, I guess, in terms of your first year experience at TRSM, um, did Fit for Business, you think, benefit you? Or like without Fit for Business, I mean, like maybe how do you think your first year would have been? I think without Fit for Business, not only for me, but I think for a lot of people, like it would have been a little bit um, like challenging to make friends because a lot of you know a lot of students, even students coming in from like high school to university, they think, how do I get involved? How do I make friends? How do I do this, this, and this? Like, so I think Fit for Business is such a good like catapult. I think for like to just get students involved right away, it's very easy, it's very accessible, and like and also Fit for Business does also a good job for like letting students know that they're here for you and they also let you know about the resources you have. So like if you have struggles struggles with academics, if you have struggles with mental health or career career opportunities, like there's those resources and FFB has a does a really good job at that. So that's why I think for first years, especially for me, like I think Fitbit Business was really useful on that. Um, like just on student engagement for sure. And then also being educated on the other resources. Yeah, through the newsletter? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. newsletters and also like with tr also with training and for um, and also just like posts too because I know FFB occasionally does like some postings of like you know like check out your resources like go to these people if you have any questions about mm -hmm. certain things. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of resources that the program offers. So we yes. have our Instagram at yep. uh, Ted Rogers FFB. Mm -hmm. If you haven't followed us, make sure to follow us. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we have our newsletters that go out every week, mm -hmm. and it's uh, tailored content for our first year students um, yeah. by your program too. Yeah. Um, we, of course, we have our Max Learning Thirty podcast, which mm -hmm. is another outlet for resources. So there's a lot available. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you really, like the resources are there if you want to access yeah. them, right? So yeah. I think you've done such a great job yeah. at accessing them and utilizing them. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if there was something in your first year that like you would suggest for all first years to utilize or maybe some services and supports like mm -hmm. what would that maybe look like it can it be yeah. also like a range of things too right yeah honestly it's a range of it's it's gonna be mostly a range of things because I think as a first year you're gonna come in being like you, you're gonna have so many questions like um, especially a lot of students don't know the resources they have and that they know they have access to like for example a lot of students don't even know that they can reach out to like like mental health if they have any problems with that and they don't even know that they can go to academic success if they have problems with like motivation or problems with like time management and even just course specific content so that's why we have like learning strategists advisors like tutors all that stuff and um and honestly my my advice is just like just be curious and just keep being on the lookout um and like um because it's one thing to really it's one thing to um like be curious and to just like see what's going on, experiment with different things, and then to just like sit and just like not really like, not really be curious about anything and just sitting there and just waiting for all these things to come. It's like, that's not really like the way that 
I personally work. It's like, yeah. you know, like I love to be like curious about things. I love being like, you know what, like, what is this? Like, let me dig deeper into this. Let me, like, let me keep my connections like, like where they are. And like, if I have any help, I can like go there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's such a good point. Um, the resources are there available. You just need to find them. Yeah, pretty <laughs> um, much. Or pretty just much. ask. Or yeah, just ask for yeah, them. Yeah, honestly. Um, so from the services that you had mentioned, so you were talking about um, student advising in yes. there. You talked about mental health resources. Yes. Um, we also have the Business Career Hub for mm -hmm. any like job related um, or career advice that mm -hmm. you need, a resume cover letter, that kind of thing. Um, and then tutoring services available there yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, which ones do you feel like you maybe? didn't realize that we had that you're like wow this is something that we should everyone should use I think especially with Ted Rogers and um, TMU being like a very like experiential university more than just like learning in a classroom the BCH I think is definitely one of those resources that it's one of like the most like amazing ones I think um, especially nowadays because I, I guess back then the bare minimum of like getting a job and and um, like exploring your career was just getting a degree from mm -hmm. a good university and then like right then you're just like okay you can get a job but now they rely more on experience they're just like you know yeah like you um you're in a really good program at a really good university but what experience do you have like do you have any do you have any sort of things like that so even when my sisters were in university back then it's and they went to different universities in toronto like they didn't have like internships really you know like it was pretty hard to get internships for university students so that's why with the bch that's why it's good for students who really utilize it. And during my second year, I was one of the ambassadors for the BCH. So I got to like present to classrooms of like first year students on like different majors and say, hey, you know, like we have an amazing co-op program. If, you have, if you're curious about it, we have these people you can talk to. Um, I even gave them like a brief like synopsis of like what it is, like what co-op is, what experience you gain from it. What are, what are your benefits that you get from it? How does it work? So, and a lot of students would come to me saying like, you know, like how do I apply? Like like I have no experience, like what do you recommend for like a good application? So like, and the fact that they're always there to help you no matter what, if you're in co-op or not, like like even for some students that aren't in co-op but are trying to look for internships, they're saying they meet with a, they, they meet with a consultant, they say, hey, can you look at my resume really quick? Can you look at my cover letter? And they'll give you like very good constructive criticism. They'll say like, hey, like, you know, this doesn't work, this format's like, okay, but you know, like we can do something better. Like they're always there to help you be better at like what how you can present yourself whether it's by like a pitch or even by like a resume or cover letter so I think that's one of like the most like useful resources so that's why like I, I just love it so much yeah I, def I definitely can echo that um, I think a lot of our students sometimes don't necessarily know about it until yeah. their second year so it's mm -hmm. great that you're mentioning mm -hmm. for incoming students like it's a great yeah. service because yeah. um, I think I use this term like calling it a mall resume okay so yeah. like coming in to university you have a mall resume from high school mm -hmm. but you really need to change it um and have some diverse experiences Absolutely. on there too oh, for sure. um, and it's not just about like the best company things like that yeah. it's just really about all the experiences that you build yeah. throughout your university oh, journey sure. so it could be like student groups um it could be conferences that you go to like case competitions mm -hmm. being a ted pack leader and mentor that mm -hmm. kind of thing so mm -hmm. I think they've been really able to help you like yeah. build and craft your yeah. your resume for yeah. sure. Yeah, like like there were some things about like like even something very specific. It's like on my resume before there was like a description being like you know like I'm an interpersonal person. I'm looking for a job like this. And then like and then one of the consultants was like, you don't really need this. Like you could just like you could highlight certain things saying like you know you're you you work you work good in a team. You're very collaborative. You're um, 
like you're always looking forward to um, working with other people, attaining a goal, and doing everything effectively. So you know, like they do a good job of making sure you're highlighting what makes you bright as an applicant. Totally, totally, yeah. And how do you think that's really helped you um, gain experiences? It helped me gain experience um, from so first being an ambassador and also being a TED Talk leader and a mentor. Um, it made it made me familiarize myself with more resources and that students can now go to. It's not like it's something very excluded. I feel like a lot of students think like, oh, only like these types of people would go for these kinds of resources. It's like no, it's accessible to everyone. Like no matter who you are, if, if you're an international student, if you're domestic, you can still use these resources, and these people can still help you out based on like what you need help with, obviously. So like with career choices, with um, like mental health, with academic success, like like they're always just there to help you. Mm -hmm. much. Awesome. Um, so with that, um, I know you've obviously engaged a lot with the BCH and, mm -hmm. and some of our other services. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you engage in the TRSM community outside the classroom yeah. too? Um, so I, so I, I also like go to a lot of events too, like, um, and also um, a lot of student groups, especially they do a lot of tabling, and BCH does tabling, FFB does tabling. So a lot of just a lot of students would just set out booths like inside the building. So it's just it's just an easy way to just like get to know someone on like a first name basis, get to know them like just be like, hey, you know, like what is the student group? Like how can I get involved? Like a lot of students, like even the students who don't want to get involved and who just want to engage in a regular conversation, everyone's just so nice. They're so welcoming, and and like they're, we're all in the same boat because you know there's some students who know what they want to do, and there's some students who don't even know what they want to do. So like it's always good to feel that you're never alone in this, like you're not the only person that's feeling this way. It's just good to just, like, just um, outside the classroom, like, go to these booths, like, and also go on, like, go on campus tours, go to FFB events too. We have a bunch of events for, like, first year students as well. Mm -hmm. Orientation, something I very highly recommend too for all students, not just here, and TRSM students as well. Um, and yeah, so, and even, like, during reading week, like, there's a bunch of like not a bunch of events happening, but more like studious opportunities. So you know, if you want to like study with with PATH, let's say, like you know, they're they're probably going to do a session or two, maybe. Like you, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But there's always like that one opportunity where if you look at it through social media, or if you're looking at a, a flyer, let's say, or a booth, like there's always just a way for you to make that basic conversation with someone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's so many events that go yeah. that go on on campus. It's almost yeah. Like which one do I pick? Yeah. Um, but it's great to hear how engaged you were because I really do, I'm such a firm believer that engagement at where you're going to school and your institution mm -hmm. like really, really impacts your yeah. like your involvement, but like yeah. your your well-being here, your yeah. ability to make friends and yeah. network and just feel like you're a part of an actual community mm -hmm. here. Because mm -hmm. um, without that, you're just coming and going yes. from yeah. school, right? And that's exactly. not kind of the, the experience that you want. Exactly. So some students, unfortunately, are like that. Like they, like they do want to like they do not want to just come in, do their classes, and leave. But there's also some students who think like, no, I want, I actually want a life outside of like just school. It's like you know, I want to really just be involved. Like I'm friends with people who who are like way too involved. Like a lot of student groups, a lot of initiatives, and like, but honestly, it builds a lot of character for them. It builds time management. It builds like so many soft skills for them. So that's why even outside of networking and and like engaging with other students and like making friends, it also builds soft skills for you.
Yeah, and so you can tell all these experiences on your resume at the end yeah. of the day too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be a job that you're speaking to. It can mm-hmm. definitely be your extracurricular involvement because there's so many ways to get involved. Yeah. Um, for example, like even if you're interested in marketing, you don't, don't have necessarily have to be yeah. a marketing intern. You can join yeah. a student group, right? Yeah, so exactly. I think there's a lot of different great ways to get involved. For sure. For um, sure. for um, I also wanted to chat about like you now being a mentor, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, for reference, TEDPAC mentors are students who are in their second year and up. Yep. Um, so these are mentors for our TEDPAC, uh, TEDPACs and TEDPAC leaders. Uh, so what's your experience been like as a mentor? Because you were a mentor yeah. last year. Yeah. And yeah. now you're coming back I'm as coming one. Back as a mentor too. Can you share a little bit about your mentorship yeah. experience? Um, so for, um, I remember from being a leader to a mentor, I remember as a leader, there was so much more responsibility. As a mentor, like, there wasn't that much of a responsibility, but it was more just um, guiding students who had questions about um, like the future years. So let's say if a first year was curious about what second year, third year was gonna look like for a BTM student in particular, then I would just tell them about that. And even if my leader had any problem with like a TED pack, let's say, you know, not communicating enough or they had any questions about it, they could always come to me. So, and also when I introduced myself to the TED pack, I was able to give them also resources that they could, they could use too. Um, whether whether they live on campus or whether they don't live on campus, like there's on campus services, like um, like there's even like obviously with the BCH, obviously with um, FFB, but also on campus. Let's say if an emergency, like emergency services, like just being safe on campus as well for people who live in residence. Because I know in my TED pack last year, there have been situations where um, let's say like a, there were some students who did live on residence. And then you know they obviously wanted some resources of um, of like what to do at, at let's say like if they end a class late and they have to like get home like what do they do so like so there's certain things that they can do there's apps they can download and just and the and the numbers they can call for that so that's why it's it was really good for me to just really just go beyond the position of a leader and really just mentoring these students really and just being like you know like. Um, I've done this last year, like I can like give you these resources too. And even if you need someone to talk to, you can always talk to me, you can always talk to your leader as well, if you feel comfortable with it. Um, and also with um, completing like the Be Fair certificate as well, which is part of the training, um, it, it really like utilizes your ability to talk to talk to people who are struggling with certain things. Can you give a little bit of context about what the Be There certificate is? Yeah, so, um, First of all, it's, it's pretty much mandatory for the training um, for being a leader and being a mentor. And it's basically a, a website platform where um, you learn five different, five different, um, like there's five different, oh my gosh, I don't even know how you like really say it, portals, I'll say. Simulations. Simulations. Modules. That's even better. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so there's five different modules and they're all simulations based on like, um, experiences that you might have with one other person, a friend, let's say, and um, and it gives you different advice throughout. So it would say, you know, like try to try to use your words effectively. Try to ask, try to ask the person what's wrong, um, and if they if they need help at all, uh, if they do need help, you know, try to be try to empathize with them. Try to hear hear them out on what they have to say. So it, it'll give you a real life situation where, it'll, let's say it's a text conversation where someone texts you like, hey, um, like I haven't been feeling well. And then you have an option to do, you, you can have a few options. You can say, oh, like what's wrong? Or, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, um, it's okay. Like, like you're fine, like, or, or whatever. So like, they'll give you just like three different answers and you have to pick the one that makes like the most sense. And then um, you basically just learn 
put into the techniques of really just hearing someone out and also um, helping them out when they need it to. So you'll do that for five different modules and then you'll get a certificate at the end. And um, that also, and that actually gave me a lot of perspective on um, just, just talking to someone who is in need of help and even someone who isn't in need of help. Like if they just say, you know, I just need someone to talk to, it's, uh, and um, I think you could be, you could just be an open book. You could always be an open listener. And like sometimes like the best way to um, really just like help someone is to just be a listener really. That's what that also taught me. And then also someone just telling me, you know, they do need help. They like, even if they're having um, like certain thoughts about certain things, I can just say, you know, like there's these resources you can talk to. There's these phone numbers you can call. Um, if you need, if you don't want to talk to them, like you can always talk to me. You can always talk to uh, another like trusted adult. Um, or even if it's something just very uh, like non-related to like mental health, even if it's something, let's say academically, you're like, you know, like there's learning tracks, there's these people who can help you out, there's tutors. So, so be there certificate really just helped me um, like be more of like a conversationalist with someone, especially someone who's struggling. Yeah, and it just really helps you identify like if someone's in need, how you respond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so different techniques for that. It is also a free certificate for anyone listening mm -hmm. that wants to do it. It's also a free certificate, so yeah. you're more than yeah. welcome to complete it. I think it's extremely helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Virgil, I wanted to ask you uh, also. So I have three remaining questions for okay. you. Uh, so one being for the first years listening, or the incoming first years listening to this podcast, what are three things they can expect in their first year? Okay, so um, one of the three things would be, it's gonna be an intimidating environment for sure. You know, coming into a new environment um, from high school, it's definitely a different world, and it's definitely a huge transition, but it, it might seem intimidating, but for sure, like once you know your way around the building, and you're around campus, and, and, you're, and you're also like, get a good headspace I'd say you know like you're like not really alone um like I think you'll be fine and um the second thing is more just um like a lot of people will be like coming at you with like you know ways to get involved and like and there's a lot of people who are trying to make friends like as a first year all all, all first years want to do is make friends make connections network and stuff so um that's definitely some, another thing to expect as well when it comes even if it's in the classroom or if it's beyond the classroom, if it's someone you see in the halls, if it's someone you like meet from, let's say a group of friends or a friend of a friend. Uh, and third thing, uh, definitely some homework. Definitely, like definitely not not some like easy stuff. Like, like really, like at the end of the day, it's still university. So so you're still going to be hit with like some assignments and, and like a lot of dates that are going to be very important. So like for example, like your reading week. Your like let's say midterms, let's your midterms like when that's gonna be how how the class is gonna go. It's it's very important to just like keep your syllabuses for like all the for all the classes you have pretty much. Yeah, and then on the other side, what are three challenges to expect in your first year? Challenges definitely course management too. I know for me like um, from high school just during COVID especially like we had like a pretty weird COVID system. Um, with classes so balancing let's say two classes in for like two months to now balancing five classes in a whole semester it's definitely a lot to juggle um so that's it would be one of the challenges as well but that's why there's also advisors to help you out like for that if you have any questions about courses you have to take or if your course load is a little too much or if you think you're taking two less and you want to take one more you definitely can um but yeah i guess like course, course management would be one of, one of the challenges 
And um, another one is definitely when it comes to putting yourself out there, it could be definitely scary. I can definitely empathize with those people. Um, like it's, you know, a lot of people are just scared of judgment. A lot of people are scared of like embarrassing themselves as well. It's university and we're all young. So we're, we're bound to embarrass ourselves one way or another. But it's all, but it's such a learning experience to just really like overcome that fear and literally just put yourself out there and being your authentic and honest self. Um, even if you don't know what you're doing, you can always put that out there too. Because there's a lot of students out there who are like, who are like that too. Like there's a lot of students who don't really know what career path they want to take or what they want to do in, in, in university. Um, so that's definitely another challenge. And as for a third, oh my goodness, I don't think it was that too. I guess too, but the Those third two, one, okay. maybe like something like, for, for me, I think it was just getting used to having such an intense schedule. Yes, um, absolutely. Rather than high school. Like, mm -hmm. I think high school is a lot more laid back, but because the courses are more intensive here and they're longer, yeah. it's yeah. not the same thing as the Yeah, and especially like, because um, in high school, you know, you're starting the day at 8.30 or 9, wherever you went, but in but in universities, like, you're going to have, you're going to start the day at different times, so it's, it's definitely getting used to setting alarms and reminders, really working on your time management skills and working on you know, I have class at this time, okay, let me go to this place and study afterwards, or, um, and, like, after that, let me, let me see if I can schedule in, like, hanging out with someone, um, or, and getting lunch, and then another class, um, doing an extracurricular, going to the gym, playing sports, like, um, a lot of people who are involved, let's say, they all, they obviously have to, like, put that, put those things on their calendar, too, to just to stay organized, that's another, that's definitely another challenge, but it's definitely, it, it's, it's going to be a, our challenge, but it's gonna like once you overcome that challenge, it's gonna be so simple. It's it's gonna be a habit when eventually making schedules, making time for a lot of things. Um, and then just the last question that we always end our podcast with. So if you're to go back to your first year self, yeah. what advice would you give yourself? I would tell myself honestly the same thing that um, a teacher told me back in high school. Um, when I went to high school, basically, I went to an orientation camp, and then. Um, it was like a lumping thing, and then their motto for it was no deposit, no return. And it's gonna be so cliche because it's just like, oh my god, from high school, what the hell? But um, but my honest truth is that like it's used in any situation too. So if you put the, basically what it means is just that if you put the work in, you'll get something out of it. If you don't put the work in, you're not really gonna get anything out of it. And that goes for any student who either wants to get involved, even for students who want to get good grades. In university and students who want to let's say get an internship or want to get a job it's like once you put yourself out there you're gonna get something back from it so you're always gonna gain that experience even if it's even if you get rejected from a job you still get that experience of you know sure this is one hurdle but i have to overcome it and if and if you do get that position you're like wow like i did that because i put the work in it's not like something came to me um so definitely that's something i'll tell my first year self I love that piece of advice because that's something that I also stand by as well yeah. too. So I love that piece of advice. Yeah, yeah. So Virgil, love thank it. you so much for joining us on the Mind Story so in much. Theory podcast today. Really appreciate you having us mm -hmm. or having or joining us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly love this podcast so much. Um, it's so it's just so fun listening to other students' experiences, like like, and you know, a lot of students just have this journey, they have this hurdle, because university honestly is a hurdle, it's not just like a walk in the park, it's really just a roller coaster, so it's just, it's so fun to just listen to just you know, other people's stories, and just realize that you're not alone in this kind of journey. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, Virgil. Thank you so much.